It's Murder We Guess. We're back. Again. It's been a while. Yes. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> but the reason it's been a while is because we've been doing a bit of moving. We're in your new flat. Yeah, we We're are. We're in your new bed. We are. We're keeping it, you know, with the theme of being in bed. Yeah. Bedtime stories. Exactly. It's going to be a bit weird after this because I'm going to be in sunny Birmingham. Sunny, sunny Birmingham. Known for the sunlight and the good times. Yeah. Also the moonlight. Is it? The bad times. <laughs> but you got to be careful not to blame it on the boogie. Aye. That's how that song goes, right? <laughs> Close enough. It's probably how Shakespeare would have wrote it. Mm. Anyway, we're my back. Fa- that's one of my favourite sonnets. Well, we're waiting on the new episode of Murder She Wrote for us to watch. We, we are. We haven't got it yet. It's currently uh, downloading from the ether. Mm-hmm. Angela Lansbury is like we're waiting sending for, it over yeah. via email. We're waiting for the DVD to load. Yeah. On the on the computer. On the computer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but do you know anything about this episode? I know the name of the. Episode. Oh, you know the name. Oh, that's I cool. do know the name. Shockingly, I've actually even though I don't even have like anything to double check. You've done in front li- of me. You've done literally the minimum research that you could have done. Yeah, I saw the name once. Cool. Do you and I have it? it. I have it. Do you remember it, though? I do. The name of the episode... Mm-hmm. The one we're about to watch... Yeah. Uh, it's called... Something Really Cool. Um, yeah. That's not the name. It's just... It is cool. Um, really interesting title, because... It's... Uh, it's quite, you know, unusual. I feel like we came in high energy and you're ruining it. Nope, I'm not. I'm just building up mm-hmm. the tension, mm. the atmosphere. Right. And I will tell you the title now. Go. It is. Oh, you prick. <laughs> the episode is called uh, Footnote to Murder. Is it? It might be A Footnote to Murder, but the file might not have loaded right. I'm going to have to Google it. I think it's A Footnote to Murder. A Footnote to Murder. Well, let's, just guess to it. murder. let's just guess it's that for now. If you haven't listened to us before, if you're starting here, it's not always like this. No, I'm messing with you. He's just messing with us, isn't he? People who haven't listened before, we like to watch Murder, She Wrote. Yes, we do. We don't know much about Murder, She Wrote. No, we don't. And we watch every episode in order, and we try and guess who the murderer is before Jessica Fletcher can. If you're joining us now, this is a random number to pick. Why'd you pick this one? Email us at Murder We what Guess. What number is this? Shit. Um, <laughs> 17. 17. It's, it's 17. 17. Yeah. Um, Sick. But yeah, it's uh, episode 17. And yeah, if you joined us here, tell us why at murderweguess at gmail.com or tweet us at murderweguess. Mm. Give us a little subscribe. Mm. Be uh, Look at me shilling. We're, ah. only, we're only a few minutes in and I'm like... Subscribe to my Patreon. Please, please follow me on the social medias. <laughs> we should do that more, though. I justify my life by my amount of likes mm. and followers. I don't. Do. You've been millennial right now. I'm so millennial. I am very millennial, I think. I don't try to be, but I think it's a happenstance of being a millennial that you are a millennial. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of screens and you do do a lot of social media. Yeah. And you do work in a bar. Yeah. And you do have nice hair. Oh, thank you. That's quite sweet. And you have big glasses. I do have glasses. That is unfortunate. You know, in the bar yesterday, where I am now, it's only media people. So 
it was just only people with big glasses. Gross. Just Media men and women, people. just all wearing big glasses. And then I have big glasses as well. Maybe they're all like you. They're just big Jessica Fletcher enthusiasts. Yeah. <laughs> they could be. <laughs> Maybe they were. <laughs> you don't know. I mean, tell them about the potty. They might like it. I, I from now on, I might. I might make like business cards. <sighs> Pod, that would be like, good. You know, co-founder of the podcast empire. Murder we guess. Yeah, because we've talked about wanting to do other podcasts as well, but that's the fact that we have zero attention. To that. <laughs> that's not to do with our ingenuity or creativity. It's just the fact that we have yeah. zero attention span. <laughs> that's our problem. <laughs> we'll get there in the end. What's this episode called again? This episode is called A Footnote to Murder. Footnote uh, to Murder. Cool. Yeah, that's what it is. So, is it about essays? It could be, yeah. It could really be. Maybe it is set in a school? Or a library? Or a uni. Yeah, or some place of learning. Where else would you have footnotes? If I you don't, don't know what a footnote it's is. It's in the back of a book, isn't it? Yeah. Or the bottom of a page. It's where you put your sources, isn't it? Uh, can, yeah. But Mainly for sources. Yeah, I think. We're Are not you looking at my crotch. I was just staring off into the distance, <laughs> and that's just happened to be where your crotch be. All right, give me, right. give me a break. All right. It's not. My You're fault. in my bed. Didn't say you could look at my crotch as well. <laughs> was that crossing the line? That is. I'm carrying. Like you've taken your shoes off. I don't know. Do you feel at home? <laughs> I feel real at home. <laughs> you've got high ceilings. It's causing echoes. We could have got under the duvet. We're not gonna get under. We the could duvet. like make a little tent. We're better than that. Are we better than? Are we? No. We can do that next time. Honestly, from a sound point of view, it would be fantastic to get under the duvet <laughs> because it would soak up all these echoes and it'd yeah. be great. But my dad's already worried that we do this <laughs> from bed, I'm not going to lie. He gave me some strong advice on the podcast, by the way, when I went home. Yeah. He was like, like, we were all joking and laughing and having a good time about it all. And then he just went, don't think you should swear on the podcast. Well, I, I think it's mainly you. Yeah, he was aiming it at me. He wasn't aiming it at you. I, yeah, I'm very, you know, you, prudent with the swears. You're quite mild-mannered. I just get excited. I think I swore last time and I, I regretted it for a few days. Yeah, did you not feel like a big man? <laughs> no. It makes me feel really strong and bad. Use your words, Jonathan. Use your words. Yeah, so my dad says dial it back. You know what, Dad? Fuck! No, no, we'll do. Yeah, no, we'll do. Don't you gotta worry. tell me what to do, Dad. <laughs> I'm 24. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. But yeah, I'm going to try and dial that back. But, tell you never swears. Who never swears? JB. She does not. She doesn't. Because she's got morals. Well, that's the reason she said, uh, my dad said I shouldn't swear. It's because if we're ever, ever going to get Angela Lansbury on. Oh, that's a good point. She isn't going to want me effing and jeffing up in this. No. A-hole. We'll get her one day, though. We'll get her. If you've got a number, by the way, just tell us it. We'll yeah. we'll work it out from there. Send it to any of the things that Sam mentioned earlier. But yeah, like... should we start the episode and actually watch it? Indeed, we should. When it that would be useful when it comes for the rest of this podcast. Mm, because that's the point. It's not just <laughs> chatting about the podcast because this is behind the curtain now. It is. We need to get back in front of that curtain. In front of the curtain. Show them people to perform. Show them a good time. Definitely. Get good time. Get those good tassels. T- get, let the good times roll. Get those tassels on. Good time. Getting on the game. Brought it around full circle. It did. It was good.
back after the first... How many minutes was it? It was until the death happens, and then mm. it all blanks out. So if you're playing along at home, just pause now. Yeah, to the total fl- flade, fade to black. <laughs> to the total flade to black. Mm. That's when we usually pause anyway. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty good mood in this one, to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm already really excited for it. I am. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's not what quite what we thought it was. No, it's going to be completely different, which I, this way, this is way more interesting than I thought it was going to be, to yeah. be honest. Not Bad Mouth in Murder, She Wrote. It's had a few slow ones. Yeah. I'm just being honest. It has. This one, not so slow. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, we people who didn't watch it, we start off on a rainy New York day. Ooh. It's night time. There's rain. I'm going to put sound effects in. The rain's coming down. The traffic's going. The pe- No, you know what? Sound effects are going. I don't want them anymore. <laughs> and uh, so, basically, there's like a cafe. And there's what I just wrote down as a sad man. Oh. And he's just saying, rejected, to himself. Rejected. <laughs> oh, rejected. And he pulls out a tiny, tiny gun out of his pocket. This tiny gun. And then you hear Jessica Fletcher say, you're going to kill yourself with those cigarettes. Oh. The gun is a lighter. Oh. And he really likes that bit. Yeah, big gun, then. That's his bit, isn't it? He yeah. really likes this lighter. That's... Those are illegal now, you said. Definitely in this country. Yeah, probably illegal. Probably more illegal here than they are in the in the states. Mm. Um, anyway, it turns out this is a poet called Horace. Oh, quite like him. He's a cool guy. I mean, he's pretty depressed about his job. Yeah, he doesn't like it. Uh, he's from Cabot Cove as well, which is quite nice. So mm. he's got a link with Jessica, and basically they're both in New York at the same time because there's this big award ceremony for books on, and they've both for books. been for books. <laughs> I don't know how they work, to be honest. Um, Who reads books, am I right? Lame. Um, (laughs) But basically, they've both been nominated for their own categories. Obviously, Horace for poetry and Jessica for mystery novels. And uh, basically, Horace doesn't think he's going to get anywhere. And also puts in a quick jibe at Jessica saying, you won't win either. (laughs) Sorry, Jessica's been absolutely smashing the mystery industry. Like, I don't know why Horace has just decided that she's not going to get anywhere. Yeah, no, it's a bit mean. Speak for yourself, Horace, is what I say. So, you know how... <laughs> get like, better. You know, a few seconds ago, I really liked Horace. You changed your mind. Screw that guy. Screw that guy. Screw that guy. Uh, anyway, basically, he's uh, he's writing a little sonnet to himself. And he's like, do you want to hear it? And she doesn't really answer. And he just starts saying it anyway. And he goes, why go on? Alone, rejected, with Cupid's arrow reflected. How is it... And then Jessica says literally nothing, and he goes, it's terrible, and throws it away, <laughs> which I absolutely I was love. enjoying it the way you said it then. What, you were, version? like, rapping it. Yeah. Rejected Cupid's arrow reflected on the... He needs to do it more like that, doesn't he? He needs to get down with the kids, like me. Anyway, we cut to a big man drinking milk. He's a big dude. He's a very big dude. He drinks milk, and he looks at the newspaper after drinking some milk. And he sees that uh, the Gotham Book Awards are on. And he yeah. sees a man's face. And he just flips out. He flips out. He cannot deal. That's all we see of him for now. Yeah. That's it. He just... He's like... Oh, why? Oh, jeez. That's it. That's all we get of him. Anyway, we cut to a man doing weird groany push-ups. Now, I don't know if you <laughs> noticed these push-ups. But when he was counting them, he was going... One. Two. Uh, three and then he hears the door knock and he goes 
20. And he just decides he's done 20, which I absolutely love. Uh, <laughs> he's a very big dude as well. So he, it must have been hard. Yeah, he's not a uh, muscly dude. He's just rotund. Very rotund. He's a rotund fella. Uh, Large big, dude. Big shoulders. Broad as, yeah. Broad as. Anyway, the person who's knocking on the door is Tiffany. Uh, she organises the book awards, apparently. Mm. And she's having a quick chat with this dude, who we now know is called Mr. Post. What's his first name? Uh, his first name I didn't is... Get that. Like, Hamsel or something. Let's go with Mr. Post. It's like a weird name. Yeah. Like, if you get it in the episode, let us know, because it's something like Hamsel. But anyway, Mr. Post is basically just, like... He's not up for any awards. But he's going to this award ceremony anyway, it seems. Mm. So and he says, even the rising oak must let some light come down on these terrible saplings. He's basically really weird about everybody else. But you know what? He's had a bit of a dry spell. We worked that out pretty quick. He's got a new book coming out. Yeah, and does. it is the definitive novel on Vietnam. This is it. Anything you need about Vietnam? He's wrote the book on it. The definitive novel does he mean the war in vietnam or literally yeah just the country so. it's definitely the definitive novel it's the very definitive th- that's it we don't need to write anything more after this apparently ultimately definitive anyway tiffany's like well i want to give this a quick read and then mr post is like i haven't even showed it to my publisher yet and then he's like but i will let you read it if you come back to my house after oh. the party. Oh. And then she's all like, ooh, I do like books. They do get me hot and heavy. Oh. Or something along those oh, words. basically that. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, anyway, there's a knock at the door. Ooh. And obviously Mr. Post is not a happy dude. Because, who is it? Who is it? You watch the same thing I watch. Oh, sorry. No, I know. It's Alexis Post. It's Alexis Post. Who is uh, Mr. Post, obviously, his uh, wife, who he's pretty estranged from now uh and she says is it just me or are they getting younger gross <laughs> <laughs> they are getting younger um but basically mr post uh has a six-figure offer on this vietnam book that's so bloody definitive and that must uh, be definitive then that's yeah, pretty good exactly and uh alexis post wants her money back apparently alexis has been lending mr post money this entire time uh, uh, basically she wants all that money back and she wants to get lawyers involved in everything so it's all going to be a bit intense anyway to get out of this situation Mr. Post is pretty clever he decides yeah. to just lay on the charm oh. as hard as possible cool. and offers her the same treatment and is like just come back to mine after the party so at oh. this point Tiffany and Alexis are both going to come back to the party double trouble both of those names are porn star names Oh. Sorry to anyone <laughs> called Tiffany or Alexis. That's an opinion. It's not a fact, but I'm just saying. You said it like a fact, though. Mm. <laughs> yeah, did. Uh, and I just wrote down in big letters, "freaky." That is freaky. Because no one says "freaky" anymore. Anyway, she. I wonder why. <laughs> Probably because it's a bit weird and cringy. But um, anyway, <laughs> freaky. Freaky. Anyway, she decides to uh, reject his offer and says, I want to remember the good times. Also, I'd like all my money or I'm going to get my lawyers involved and they're going to pat you down like a camel's butt. Oh, yeah, that's gross. It was a weird phrase. It was. I don't know what their life was like. It was like, do you not remember the good times like in Kenya? In Kenya. Go back to Kenya. They were in Kenya together and uh, apparently they both had great bodies then. 
Yeah, they could, yeah. Now they're both a bit like she's all right, but he's he's she a tubbo. Great, she's doing yeah. all right. But she, he's a tubbo. He's a big lad. He can't even do twenty press ups. No, he just lies. He just to lies himself. Him. Lets himself down. Yeah, that's the sad bit, isn't it? But anyway, uh, we cut to the hotel lobby, which is where everybody is staying. Apparently, I think, I think. Um, Mr. Winslow is this new author. He's very posh. He's very well to do. Oh, he's, he is. He's got a mustache. He's fair to do. And uh, the, the, they hint that he's gay as well. Mm. Pretty pretty heavily, and, yes. and in a very 80s way, mm. they hint that he's a homosexual man. Um, basically, he's chatting to a reporter who he's also flirting with. Mm. And basically, they're just chatting about stuff. And Indeed. then this, this fan pops up out of nowhere and he's like, can I get your autograph? And he's like, ooh, fine, I suppose I will. And he does the autograph <laughs> dead quick. And then she's all like, oh, well, can you can you read my, my, my novel as well? I made a short novel. And then he's all like, I haven't the time for this. And then he just runs <laughs> off because that's what he does and just carries on chatting up this reporter. Looks like things are going well for him, to be honest. He's mm. doing quite good for himself. He's just a bit of a dick. A bit of a punce. Yeah. Um, anyway, we cut to uh, Big Man. Remember Big Man from earlier? Mr. Post. <laughs> no, no, Big Man. I'm talking about Big Milkman. Milkman. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Mil- Milkman. Anyway, Big Milkman. <laughs> Milkman. Uh, Big Milkman is now uh, track. Do you, do you want his name? What, have you actually got his no. name? Oh. His name I is... like Milkman. <laughs> Look, I was like confused when you still called him that. His name is... Uh, can't believe Franklin Polinsky. Great name. Franklin Polinsky, and it fits now now that I think mm. about it. Turns out he's a Vietnam vet. Yeah. And he was tracking down Mr. Post, and he puts him in this arm lock, and he goes, I ought to kill you. And this is all in the toilets, by the way, yeah. of the hotel. He's really angry at Mr. Post, who's the weird uh, press-ups man. Uh, anyway, he's like real furious about it. He calls for security. Security comes in. Police. Who, that doesn't is, stop why Polinsky. Why is security standing outside the toilet, like, waiting for that? Bit weird, isn't it? Like, and he, it's really great, because Mr. Post's like, I don't talk to strangers in the toilet. <laughs> mm. it, it's really weird. And Polinsky takes him out like he's butter. Yeah. He just knocks through him like a paper bag, mm. doesn't he? He's just nothing to him. Polinsky's hard. He's a hard dude. Well, he's a Vietnam vet. He's a Vietnam vet, and uh, I think this mm-hmm. Vietnam novel is going to come into it in some way. We don't know yet. Because that's the thing, because they're fighting, you can't really... He's, it's not like proper sentences, but he's like, I'll prove the... Fight, fight, fight. And he's like, I'll do the... I'll get you. I'll so obviously, you. So, yeah. Mm. What has Post done to Polinsky? We'll find out eventually at some point. Mm. Uh, anyway, Horace is being cynical. That's just how he does. Because we cut to him now, and he's basically just being <laughs> cynical about it. And Jesse's like, hey, it's an honour to be nominated. Cheer that F up. Yeah. Like, and Horace is like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cynical poet. <laughs> anyway, the same autograph lady turns up for JB's autograph as well. So she has no allegiances. Yeah. She's going to any author, apart from Horace. Oh, yeah. that's a bit sad. Well, actually, he's not an author. He's a poet. That's different, yeah. isn't it? Uh, anyway, gets JB's autograph, it's all good, and, you know, does the same. Can you read my short novel? And Jessica goes, ah, oh, go, go on then. Yeah, Tom. Horace is like, I'm really thirsty, can we not just fuck off? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> JB's like, oh, no, it's fine, I'll, I'll read your book, but I don't know if I can help you, but I'll, I'll read it for She's you. Like, oh, my name and address is on the cover, it's Debbie Delancey. Good name. Mm, Jess is like, good name. And she's like, I thought it up myself. And like, why did you say that? Not as cool, man. You've ruined it, you div. 
Anyway, she's going to read through Debbie Delancey's book. I don't know if Debbie's going to have a big part in it, if she's going to be, like, you know, the Holmes... I mean, sorry, the Watson to Holmes in this, or Ooh, whatever. Maybe she will. That'd be nice. Um, anyway, we're hanging out at the party now, and Horace is, you know, trying to chat up some ladies. Ooh. The only way Horace knows how to, awkwardly and with poetry... He says, oh, uh, a liquid offer on a pillar of beauty. <laughs> That's it. That's like his best thing. And this woman's like, yep, cool. I'm a sexy, rich publisher lady. And that's where the real money is. You guys are divs. Yeah. And then she runs off. Exactly. She's like, oh, you're only mystery and poetry. You make no money. Ha <laughs> ha. Writers make, are shit. I make loads of money because yeah. I'm a publisher. And then she just runs off. That's all we know about. She wants her. to talk to the big guns. She's blonde. That's it. I don't think I even have a name for her, to be honest. Anyway, we cut to... Oh, what was his name? He's looking through my notes. Ginger fella. Mr. Winslow. Mr. Winslow, yeah. yeah. So basically, we cut to Mr. Winslow, and he's chatting to Mr. Post about their books. They're all chatting about their mm. books. And Mr. Winslow, he's made it pretty obvious that he is just an aggressive dude about literature in general. Yeah. He just goes out there. He calls a spade a spade. Like, you know, he's puts all his cards on the table. He doesn't care. He just straight up says, you only spent a week in Vietnam and you were yeah. working for Playboy. Oh, Get a grip, burn. Mr. Post. And there's at, like a crowd around them as well. Yeah. This argument. It's like a rap battle, but yeah. not at all. About like poetry disses and mm. literary disses. But he was like, yeah, you only spent a week in Vietnam. How are you supposed to write the definitive book on Vietnam? To be honest, my thought as well. Uh, and basically, <laughs> he gets pretty immature and just says, yeah, well, you only write about Greek boys prancing around in their pants. And it's like, whoa, all right, bit immature, but okay. And he goes, well, at least I publish books. Burn! Burn! And then, you know, Mr. Post comes back with an equally immature comeback of, I can kick your head in. <laughs> I've done it before and I'll do it again. <laughs> I did it ten years ago, I'll kick your head in, basically, is what he decides. And Mr. Wilmsow, like, comes back with, Ten years ago, I didn't have a black belt. Mm. Now, you made a very astute yeah. observation. Yeah, I was like, he didn't say a black belt in karate, mm. or, you know, jiu-jitsu, or, you know, martial art. He just said, a black belt. Technically, I have a black belt. Oh, I do, but not on me. I've got so, it on. I'm the tougher one here. Yeah, because you've got the black belt. It's on. Mine's on the floor. Exactly. <sighs> Kick your head in. Yeah, you'd smash me to bits. So basically, we don't understand what he has a black belt in. No. Hopefully we'll find out, because I want it to be something rubbish. Uh, <laughs> but basically, um, later on in the party, everyone's just kind of hanging out. Horace is, you know, using his poetry to get into girls still, you know, mm. like he does. And he goes... <laughs> what is he saying? Because I don't even remember what he said, but he said some ridiculous lines of poetry that made no sense. It was something about trees and branches fall upon the leaves and the, the tears of the trees go upwards into the clouds of the night and they come in our dreams. <laughs> right? It was something along those lines. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. You should be a poet, I'm thinking. Thanks, man. Or at least, like, a beat poet. You know, like, just saying it. Like, just you've got a good... Whatever comes into me. Tombra. Oh, is that the Tombra. Yeah, you've got a good, like... Rhythm? Delivery. Yeah, Deliver rhythm. Them. Thanks, man. Deliver them. Maybe one day. You mean you got into jazz. Maybe I'll get into beat poetry. Mm, I can play the trumpet oh, to your jazz. That would be quite good. 
but yeah, basically, uh, <laughs> he's going, and then the woman goes, oh, "That's beautiful. I've got goosebumps. What does it all mean?" And he goes, "Oh, it doesn't mean all. It literally doesn't mean anything. I don't know what I'm on about. I'm just drunk." <laughs> She's still super impressed, though. This does not deter this woman. Who is was that? Alexis? Actually, thinking about it. Uh, no, it's not Alexis. Oh, she's got a name. She's a minor character. Oh, and she's Tiffany? got a name. No, it's not Tiffany or Alexis. Um, Never mind. But uh, Mr. Pope, Mr. Post knows her as well. Because mm, Mr. Post leans over her shoulder and he's basically just like, "Can I? Can you read through my thing that I did on Korea?" Yeah, he's like, "I'll sign your book." Basically, he's just jealous that she's interested in Horace. Horace. Mm. And like, he's already had a fight with, like, you know, a kind of argument with Mr. Um, Wilmslow. Mr. Wilmslow. Anyway. And now he's like, fuck you, Horace, as well. Yeah. Horace is like, oh, I didn't read that because the grammar's shit. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm not going on quotes anymore because it takes too long. Uh, basically, he was just like, yeah, the grammar's rubbish. So, you know, Mr. Post, being the calm, rational, mature man he is, leans through and just punches him square in the face, like, <laughs> as hard as he can. It's ridiculous. And um, <laughs> so, Horace... Being also super mature, pulls out his gun lighter. Everyone yeah. thinks it's a gun and Everyone freaks out. Everyone screams. Yeah. Horace lights his cigarette. And then eventually Mr. Post gets pulled off him and taken away. And Jessica's like, are you hurt? And he's like, yes. He's just lucky he didn't get me mad. No. What does that mean? Is he the Hulk? Uh, maybe. I like that. Like, the poetry Hulk. Poetry Hulk. But, uh... Hulk yeah, it's the thing that like he's like punches him. Mr. Post punches not uh, Horace, and he's like, "Oh, I'll get you." Then he pulls out this like this gun lighter. Mm. Doesn't even point at him. Just literally takes it out of his pocket. And Mr. Post goes, "Oh no, I'm sorry. Don't use it. Don't use it." Honestly, his balls and, and, shrivel. Yeah, and then he uses it as a lighter, and he's like, "Oh, you wimp! I'm gonna hit you again." And he's like, yeah. "Oh my god." He is an emotional mind up. Yeah. yeah, he's an emotional guy. Like honestly, he's all over the place. Mr. Post is one of my favorite characters. I think just because he's mental. Like, honestly, he doesn't stop. He's either horny, mm. angry, uh. or terrified. Ah. They're his three feelings. That's kind of all he's got. Imagine living that life. I know. <laughs> he's quite, yeah, he's quite simple in that way. <laughs> like, that is a lot of just feelings to go through literally all Indeed. the time. He's never just chill. Yeah, anyway, he's got no chill. He's got zero chill. Um... So yeah, it's a pretty weird party to be honest. Not really a party at this point. It's more of a battle royale. Yeah, a literary violent battle royale. Everyone is angry at everyone, mm. and everyone seems to have some kind of issue with Mister Post. Now, yeah, me and Johnny have theories. We do on murder. We uh, murder, <laughs> murder. She wrote. That's what we're watching. We and this th- is called Murder We Guess. It is, <laughs> and we have theories on it. Basically, the most hated person. Mm. Most of the time, dies. Yeah, we got it. We did it again. We did it again. Mis- dun, 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 we again. get to the next scene, and it's the next day. Jessica is knocking on Mister Post's room. She's looking for her brolly. Mm. Does she find that brolly? Yes, yeah, she does. It's embedded in Mister Post's chest. <gasps> He's super dead. Dun, He's dun, on the floor. And it, you know what? You were right, because it's a really weird reveal. You said earlier, yeah. a super weird reveal, because usually they show part of the murder, or they show some kind of clue, or some kind of lead-up to the murder, mm. or even sometimes like the actual stabbing, or whatever it is. Yeah. This, they were, like knocked on the door, some weird shady dude answered the door, 
And then Jessica was like, oh, um, it's Mr. Poston. I was looking for my Broly. And then he kind of goes, uh, it might be here. Um, um, <laughs> it's well. really funny. Like, imagine that. Though. Imagine you're a detective, right? And you're like, you're, you come to a crime scene. Yeah. And there's an umbrella, like, like embedded in someone's chest. <laughs> and then an old woman comes to the door and it's like... Oh, I'm just looking for my umbrella. He's like, oh, oh, um, this is awkward. It might be this one. Yeah, and then like he doesn't say like he doesn't check if he knows her at all. He just says, oh, do you want to kind of, oh, come in, come and on in. Jess I'll, just, I'll put the cat. Yeah, on. Jess just looks at this horrified sight of Mister Pose with literally the umbrella sticking out of him. The policeman doesn't know that Jessica has seen numerous dead bodies. Mm. Like. Why do you make that noise for that? I don't know. I've only got a few noises this week. True. Is yeah. that, mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> Johnny actually couldn't make it for this podcast, so I've just brought in a soundboard of Johnny <laughs> noises. Uh, there, there we go. There's another one. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, it's just weird that he decided to bring this innocent old lady into the room. I know. Like, he didn't know. She, she could have reacted. She could have failed. She could have died. She could have died. She could have, like, had a heart attack. I didn't even think of that. She could have just straight yeah. up just keeled over. Like, she's not a spring chicken. Oh, yeah, because we haven't decided if he knows her yet. We think not, because he didn't recognise her. No. Immediately. That's the thing. Like, that's why I was annoyed earlier when Horace was like, oh, we never make any money. We're rubbish. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Jess makes all the money. Jessica is an international seven bestseller. Mm. She's done seven books that everybody knows about. Yeah. Like, everybody. Like, yeah. the, she's basically, uh, who's the guy, the guy who did Da Vinci Code? Dan Brown. She's basically Dan Brown. She is like Dan Brown. Dan Brown. Or yeah. J.K. Rowling? No, not J.K. Rowling. That's too big. Don't oversell it. Yeah, let's, you know. let's not get ridiculous. Uh, she's basically Dan Brown. Yeah. And, um, I'd say so. Yeah. Sort of. Except, I hope Except uh, fake and not real. What, you think like, Da Vinci Code's real? No, yeah, I do. <laughs> right, so... Ewan McGregor is real in uh, McGregor the second one. Um, oh, yeah, he is real. I mean, the guy who plays in the second one. <laughs> oh, you're, you're not with it today, are you? No, I'm just too... I just think about Ewan McGregor too much. Mm. I get confused when I think about him. You do I'm by confused. I don't mean like that. I just mean... Mm. I just mean, like... Mm. Oh, nothing. <laughs> sure, mate, sure. Anyway, we stop whenever... The mm. whenever we fade to black, and we fade to black right after this death. So, Johnny, there's quite a few people that could have killed this dude. Yeah, not a lot of happy customers. So the obvious one, I don't know if you saw this at the beginning. Oh God! But when right at the beginning, in the, when with Horace and JB in the diner, mm-hmm. when they're about to leave, yeah, there's a close-up shot of Horace's umbrella, and it is a beautifully like detailed handle. Right. And when we get to this end of killing, that's the handle that's in uh, Mr. Post. Mr. Post's body. Yeah, that's the umbrella that's killed him. Whose umbrella was it? Horace's. Horace's umbrella. I don't think but I... they haven't revealed that yet in the show. Right. You but... had to see it with your eyes. But, but I think you were making notes when you when it, when we saw it. Yeah, I probably was. Uh, I didn't. She see might not that, have seen it. It was a pretty cool zoom in though. Like yeah. I like when they do zoom ins because it really helps us out. Yeah, we're like, oh, no, that's what it is. He's got an umbrella to the chest. <laughs> cool. This one was a little bit easier to see than normal. <laughs> mm. Like, normally, like, is that blood? But normally, we're like, oh, that is an umbrella, like, sticking out of him. Yeah. Um, oh, hang on. I'm just going to move my leg. What are you made of? Bricks? I'm made of brittle. Uh, <laughs> really ill. Like, elastic bands and bricks and rocks? What are you made out of? I'm made of Meccano. <laughs> 
Keen's an oil change, is that what it is? Pretty much. Um, oh, man. No one's going to get what Meccano is. Never mind. Um, Google it. Google Meccano. What were we talking about? The umbrella. Who the murder is. Yeah, so basically... Who do you think it is? The murder could have been lots of people. It could have been uh, Alexis. She could have wanted her money back. It could have been... Um, could have been Mr. Wilmslow, because he got slighted for writing about little Greek boys. Uh, yeah, because he's like, well, like, exactly. If he's already beaten up, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Mr. Post already beat Wilmslow up in the past. He's got priors. Does so he's got a reason, you know, why he'd want to beat him up. Yeah, we've got his ex-wife who wants like quarter of a million dollars, which he's owed rightfully. Yeah, true. Um, we've got young Tiffany who wants his book. Remember the other thing that was in his room was the only copy of the definitive novel on the Vietnam War, which he's yeah, written. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I think that's his working title as well. Awesome. He's so proud. It's uh, rubbish. I um, hate it so much, honestly. Like, Jessica just thought he's a bit... Probably thinks he's a bit of an oaf. Mm. Obviously, he punched Horace for, like, no reason, but Horace seems quite chill, so I don't think it'd be him. No, I feel like Horace... He's probably writing poetry at the time or some like, shit. Usually, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Usually someone like that, I'd think, oh, he's the sort of guy who lets it boil up and yeah. eventually like unleashes it in some murderous rage. Yeah. Not Horace. Because Horace like, is honestly just like, whatever. Mm. So what? Like, even when he said, oh, he's just lucky I didn't get mad. It's like, mm. you couldn't seem more chill right now. Yeah. I don't think you can be mad. Like, I think... Also, the, re- the other reason, like, JB had his umbrella... Because it was raining, they all. I think there was a mix-up with the umbrellas. She's got P- Mr. Post's umbrella. Yeah. And she's taking it back to swap it with hers. But obviously hers isn't there. It's Horace's, which is stuck in Mr. Post. Right. So I think whoever the killer is purposely, like, messed up all the umbrellas and, like, took... Well, he definitely took one of them, which meant that everyone else took the wrong persons. Oh, God. Do you get what I mean? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm really well, struggling. I think what's gonna happen? I think Debbie DeLacy, that crazy fan. I think she will have been like stalking the hotel lobby, Shit. and she'll have seen like people leaving. Mm. So I think she's gonna be a source of information further down the line. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, we've got Polinsky who uh, has already had a fight with him this episode. Yeah, but he's, Post. he's too on the nose, isn't he? Is he on the nose? Oh yeah, he like assaulted him in a toilet. That is pretty on the nose. It's pretty on the nose. The toilet security guy. Yeah, no, it was he, a high class hotel when they got toilet security. You know, he took out the toilet security like it was nothing though. Mm. Brushed through him <laughs> like a gust of wind. <laughs> Practicing my poetry, can you tell? Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Um, I think we should watch the end of this episode. I mean, it's not the end, obviously, but like the next three quarters. Exactly. I think. I think, I think we might get have some good theories though. I think this one's quite. We're on the ball today. This is a rich one. It's a rich tapestry of hate and weird books. Yeah. You can't have the definitive novel on Vietnam. I think, like... Is he supposed to be, like... Is he be, like... You know the Heart of Darkness? Mm. Which is, like, the one that... No. Don't mean that one. Is that the one that um, Apocalypse Now is based on? I think so. Which is, like, supposed to be, like, you know, one of the greatest Vietnam books of all time. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it's meant to be trying mm-hmm. to be, but it's just not going to be that. Because <laughs> it's... Right, I don't get it. How can a novel be the definitive thing on Vietnam? Yeah. It's a novel. That means it has one person's experience, or, you know, a few people's experience. Mm. Well, Vietnam, 
got everybody from America, yeah. flew them into a country that they'd never been to, and yeah. fought a war that made no sense. Mm. Like, everyone's going to have a completely different, you know, yeah. emotional attachment to it. Plus, apparently he was only there a week. And he was only there a week, and he was only looking at boobs, because of Playboy, <laughs> innit? So, like... And, right, he worked for Playboy, and now he does novels. Yeah. This guy's career is nuts. Exactly. It makes no sense. I think maybe, like, yeah, maybe he got his start, like, he nicked, like, maybe this Polinsky guy, like, he nicked all his work or something back in the day. I feel like Polinsky probably did most of the writing, mm. and then he probably, uh, Mr. Postbury stole it. Yeah. Or uh, said to him, oh, we'll put it out under my name or something, and it'll make yeah. more money because people know me, or yeah. something like that. And Absolutely. then he just hasn't got back in touch. Yeah. Maybe, right? He wants to release it, uh, does Polinsky. So he was going to release it under Mr. Post's name. Mr. Post is just incredibly lazy, and he just hasn't got round to publishing it. No, I think it'd be more that he was stealing it. He'd have to steal it for him to get that mad, wouldn't he? Yeah, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody, like, throws milk across a room for no reason. Exactly. There's a whole carton of milk. It's wasted. Yeah. Oh, also, the way they show that he's a Vietnam vet is they have him wearing the jacket from Taxi Driver. Yeah. That's how they do it, that green jacket. You have one of those, don't you? Uh, yeah. You have Maybe. one close to that. Maybe. Are you my at- Taxi Driver uh, cosplay that I do. Yeah. Every so often. <laughs> I shave my head. Oh, I do a Travis Pickle. Travis Pickle. Yeah. Pickle? Pickle. I don't know what you're on about, mate. The guy like, Taxi Driver. Ah, it's been a while since I've watched it. That's a young boy. He has that mohawk. He does, yeah. Sunglasses. Mm. That's that's my go-to look. It's a weird look. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with having a mohawk. Mm-hmm. It's an individual look and it shows creativity. I'm going to stop digging a hole and I'm going to start watching Murder, She Wrote again. Oh. To the lady who made it all... How long have we got left of the uh, There's 12, 12 minutes left of the episode, Oof, which time, is a bit short for us, but... Yeah, time is running out. It was hard to know where to stop. Yeah, it was pretty mm. difficult, but um, a lot of stuff happened. Um, we got to find out a little bit more about the crime scene. Indeed, we did. Take it away, John. <laughs> so we start with, um, who we find out is the district attorney who was the man at the door, and he's called Malcolm Comstock, and he's not a cool character. Um, he's an arse so he invites Jess in but then immediately regrets his decision because he's like oh what are you oh stop no. just leave just leave first of all we need to definitely tell people that it's not just a brolly oh yeah sorry it's not it's more than an umbrella there was a sword in the handle of the umbrella yeah and like that is what stabbed him so it's more than just an umbrella that stabbed him. That's the thing. I thought an actual umbrella was stuffed in yeah. his chest and opened up. No, no, no. It was a. Uh, it was a. It was the sword bit of this umbrella. So Indeed. Just, just putting that that's, out. That's there. what. That's what did him. Did yeah. old Comstock doesn't seem to know anything about this case. No. He's literally stood there with his finger in his bum, just not knowing what was going on. Um, what you just said, yeah. Ghost. JB had to explain that it was the Book Awards last night. That's mm. where he was at. Exactly, that's what, and, and Malcolm, <laughs> sorry, yeah, Comstock suddenly goes, the Book Awards? But this is big news! And he starts to ring up, like, all the local TV stations, yeah. so he can get interviews, so he can be on TV. Yeah. And he starts, like, you know, playing with his hair, making sure he looks nice. Come to me directly. Oh, stand by the window and tell me when the press gets here. Yeah. Like, he wants to be on telly. Like, that's literally yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't care about actually solving this murder. 
But well, the other um, lieutenant in the room is Lieutenant Meyer. Mm. And you might not know this because I've never really watched it properly. No. But from the few ones I've seen, he, in the later series, becomes the sheriff in Cabot Cove. Oh, so he, he's like a replacement. Yeah, he takes over from the current sheriff. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. So he just moves to Cabot Cove from New York. I think he just plays a different character, but I think oh. they liked working with him, so they just move him over. He is good at what I've seen so far, to yeah. be honest. Uh, he's kind of helping Jess with proper things, like they find a key yeah. under the bed. Oh, yeah, they do. So, like, Jess is, like, just casually stepping over the body, like, kind of kicking it a little bit. She doesn't really care. Doing what he wants and doing what she wants, really. And she's like, oh, look, a mysterious key on the floor. Room 244. Oh, but that room's not in this hotel. There's only 22 floors or something. And then she's like, oh, look on the bed. There's some mysterious lipstick. Mm. Probably from a woman. Oh, She's like, where the heck is that manuscript for that definitive novel about yeah. Vietnam? Oh, yeah, she's like, I really want to read that definitive novel about the Vietnam War. She can't um, find it. Yeah, so she's like, that's missing. And then she also finds... Um, glasses. Yeah, glasses. Like these kind of white glasses. Um, Thick-rimmed, mm, uh, pinky big glasses. Big 80s glasses. They are big. And yeah. uh, she finds... There's quite a lot of clues, actually. She just finds a signed book by Lucinda, Lucinda Lark. Who we was, haven't talked about her yet. We we didn't, because we didn't know her name. She was the one that Horace was flirting with oh, right, okay. in the cocktail party. That is. Um, Comstock this entire time is like, stop poking around, what are you doing? Stop touching that. And then the dog, the, the door knocks, and then Jessica's like, oh, should, should, I, should I get that? And he's like, no! Don't <laughs> leave me alone! Just leave! I've got press to talk to. Why I've got TV interviews to make. doing here? <laughs> You're getting into the character, I like it. Well, it's because he was really mad about it, and it was uh, really good. I want to arrest the murderer before the 6pm news, <laughs> so get out! <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so like as he's as he's like shouting it like that, the glasses that she finds, she uh, so that Jess found, Comstock's not thinking and just puts them in Jess's bag because yeah. he thinks they're hers because she he, he knew she he was, she was wearing glasses earlier on in the scene. He was like, these are some old woman glasses. Yeah, do. gross. Throws them away. So he loses a piece of evidence. Idiot. Um, he almost lets Jess walk out with the key, another piece of evidence. Idiot. Um, to be fair, Jessica should have been thinking. Yeah, and like. Jess basically like does all this work for him, and he's like, "Just leave me alone." <laughs> and then stop uh, doing my job. <laughs> later on, it, um, it goes to the police station, and it's so it's Comstock, Lieutenant Meyer, Jess, and they've also found Horace, and they're like the poet Ho- Horace, the, the poet Horace. <laughs> hey, hey. And they're like, like, "Is this your sword umbrella?" Yeah. You're telling me that is your sword umbrella? And he's like, "I mean." Yeah, and he's like, why did you buy it? And he's like, because it was raining. And he's being proper bitchy. It's I so love funny. that. I love that. It's like, oh, so it's raining. Oh, better grab an umbrella. Not a four quid one from yeah. it, Wilco's. He goes to the antique shop and buys a sword umbrella. That's a baller lifestyle. <laughs> That's the kind of life I want to live one day. Just <laughs> To oh, be a crazy poet and I'm have a sword umbrella. Better just get another sword umbrella out. Oh, uh, and uh, they also get Tiffany... Um, who the lady that organised the, the book awards in because she's also a suspect well because it was her key yeah because they find out it, yeah it belonged to her room key and they're like so uh why do you have your room key if you know what I mean mm. and she's like oh no it's not like that I, I just wanted to read his book sure you know I just even, wanted to read his little book even you know? Jessica rolls her little eyes she's like yeah ridiculous spend all night reading a book eh and it's like well when did he turn up and then he, she's all like well he didn't turn up. He never turned up to my room, so I just went out for dinner with a friend. Yeah, and they're like, oh, which friend? Mr. Wilmslow. Oh. 
The his, writer. His nemesis. Yeah. His Greek writing nemesis. <laughs> and uh, so they're like, oh, they just kind of let her go because uh, she's an attractive woman and Comstock's like, oh, well, you can just leave then. <laughs> yeah, Comstock's an um, idiot. And, uh, and he's walking around and then uh, they're like, oh, the, the press are phoning him up again. And he's so, like, oh, hold, hold, put it on hold. And he's like, he's like, now I've found this out. He's like, I've got this information. He's got barely any information about the case. But he's like, Horace, did you kill him? And Horace goes, uh, Yes or no? Yes or no? It's uh, an easy question. Did you kill him? Did you kill him? And he draws guy? it out so long. He's just like, uh, He's like, he comes up like about to explode. And he's like, That's me. And he goes, Oh, I don't really know. And so he goes, that's good enough for me. He literally <laughs> says, that's good enough for me. It's like, I uh, don't remember. I was quite drunk. And he was like, whatever, that'll do. Let's go. Let's it's do like, this. That means he's definitely murdered someone. Get him in the cell. <laughs> um, so they like, um, <laughs> no, but after that, he's like, okay, you can go now, Jessica. Bye-bye. Yeah, like, bye-bye. Just, go away, Jessica. Get out of my sight. I'm going to get ready for TV. Yeah. And um, yeah, then Horace gets uh, led downstairs mm. with a bunch of other... What are they? Just... So, like, he's get So, he, he's taken outside. Jess, like, snaps because he's... That's... A, that's um, her, his good friend. Her good friend, sorry. And, and like, she it's for no like... reason. And she doesn't like Comstock, obviously, no. Well, manners maketh the man. Mm. Like, and she, she's like, properly goes off him. She's like, if you don't do stick to I'm going to get you, I'm going to... And she says all this stuff. Mm. So, Lieutenant Meyer's taking Comstock to the lift. And, sorry, no, no, taking... No. Uh, Horace. Horace, sorry, to the lift. And Jess comes out and she's like, Lieutenant Meyer, you know this is silly. He's like, yeah, I do, man, but, like, we need to do something about it kind of thing. But as he's saying that, the lift that he's put Horace into closes and he's lost him. And he's like, oh, figures. And, like... Guess this murderer is gone. <laughs> and uh, the lift opens on another floor. Horace gets out and he's just accidentally been walked in with loads of jurors for another case. And they're like... And he's just going with yeah, it. Yeah, the police are like, no, come on, you're going this way. And he's like, no, no, I don't, I don't think you understand. He's like, I think there's been a mistake. Yeah. Um, there's and, been a mistake. Which, like, I know people try and get out of jury duty, so that's what they think it is. So they yeah, won't let like, him leave. You gotta do your jury duty. And then, when they're about to be led into the actual mm. jury room, they're like, oh, it's Judge Thingy today. I forgot yeah. what name they said. Uh, it's Judge Thingy today. You know how he is. He only likes the ladies. Oh. So all the men can go. <laughs> yeah. All the men can just leave now. And then, uh, you know, Horace is obviously like, no, really, there's been a mistake. I need to explain. Yeah, he's trying to do good. He's trying to, like, stay stay with the police. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I think... And then like, he's like, buddy, I told you, you're free to go. You go. You Just leave. Go. Just get out of here. Just leave. And he goes, no. Oh. And just leaves. Oh, <laughs> Probably oh. goes for a drink because he loves the drink. All right, then. <laughs> Guess I better leave then. He goes and gets drunk. He loves it. Um, that's and then at this exact same time as he is leaving, we cut to Comstock on the phone with the press. Yeah, we got him with us right now. We got him under arrest. He is in a day. We got the killer for the uh, oh, the, the post murder. He is in that cell. He is rotten. He's probably a communist. Yeah, probably. I don't probably. know. All them poets, they're all communists, aren't they? <laughs> uh, and then who walks in? Uh, Lieutenant Mai walks in. He's like, "Oh, I've God, I've got something to tell you." And it's so awkward. <laughs> we may, we may have, we may have fucked up. Yeah, and, and Comstock's just like, "Oh, jeez, oh no, I've got oh." So now, and then he just uh, he like he kind of goes, "Oh," and puts the phone away from his ear, <laughs> like, yeah. "Oh." So now uh, Horace is a fugitive on mm. the run by accident because of incompetence yeah. in the NYPD, apparently. 
And Jess is like, can't even know we're doing because she's like, you still should have left. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was their fault for losing you, but you shouldn't have left. Yeah. Um, so she's ringing his hotel and she's like, oh, leaving messages with him saying, like, when you call me when you come out because you need to go back. Get um, in prison, you idiot. And, uh, and she's, she's still in her hotel lobby um, where the awards were. And she sees Tiffany. Um, oh, yeah. And she starts speaking to her about, like, about her room keeping in the room and she basically gets out of it that Tiffany was like, oh, I was in the room, but not then. I was there earlier in the night. That All that happened earlier in the night, which we did see. We saw Tiffany speaking to Mr. Post and they kind of, you know, flirt about the book. And then she she tells uh, Jessica that Mrs. Post came in, so she felt awkward, so she left and they were arguing about money. And just like, oh, this is good information. This is juicy. Mm. I like this. She also mentions about wearing contacts, so those glasses aren't hers. Yeah, they make a big thing, thing of that, yeah. Um... So Jess goes to see uh, Mrs. Post, Alexis, and she's a, a fashion designer, darling, and she's, like, walking around her, like, model yeah, workshop it's, studio. it's like a warehouse yeah. with loads of and models. she's like, I said the blue hat and the red, you know, shoes and all this stuff Yeah. while she's talking to Jessica. And you she's sounded like, just like a fashion designer. Did I? Just really wanted to put that out. Thank you. And, <laughs> and uh, she's like... Um, we, we haven't been married for 10 years. Why, like, why, no, like, he owes me that money, yes, but, like, you know, it, it's, I know it's not going to come. And Jess is saying all this stuff about, oh, well, he was entertaining a woman, I thought that was you. And she's like, he couldn't entertain, he hasn't been able to entertain a woman for the past seven years, yeah. if you know what I mean. Almost at the same time that he couldn't stop, like, he couldn't write any more of his books. That was when he stopped writing. Yeah, which is a sick burn. She's like, oh, he can't get it up. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you can't have sex, you can't write books. What's the point in him? Mm-hmm. Good thing he's dead. <laughs> no, that's what she said. Basically. Like I'm not saying I said that. I'm saying because that's what she, she said. Because I think she gets the his advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she which said, is like six figures. Yeah. No, she actually said like um, maybe it's for the best. Yeah, maybe it's just for the best. Oh, yeah. There's always a person who says that, and you know, as soon as they say that, write mm. them off. They're not right. the murderer. <laughs> um, too easy. So like with that information, Jess goes back to Comstock in the office. And who's there? Lucinda Lark, the other person who left a signed copy of the book. And she's, at that time, just like, no, but it, you left a signed copy on the day of the murder mm. uh, in his room. So you were probably there. And she's like, oh, no, no, I'm just not very good with numbers. So I did that the day before, but I just <laughs> wrote the wrong date. Which, to be fair, sometimes people write the wrong date. Fair. But in a murder case, that's a biggie. It's pretty important. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. pretty important. And she's like, oh, no, I'm just... Oh, and she's just char- so ditzy. Yeah, and she's charming Malcolm Comstock because her book, Woman on Fire, is out at the minute and it's like Fifty Shades of Grey. It's an erotic novel, yeah. isn't so it? So everyone's just like, Ooh, ooh. Can you sign it for me? I'll put a special message. And, uh, Comstock. And so, like, Jessie's trying to, like, turn it to, to prove that it might be her. And she's like, No, I've got an alibi. I spent all night with the most romantic man of all time. And they're all like, Who? And she turns around and grabs Horace and is like, Horace. <laughs> and Horace obviously is acquitted immediately because that is a new alibi for yeah. him. But uh, as they're walking out, uh, Jessica and Horace, uh, Horace is like, damn, wish I could have remembered that night because yeah. that would have been insane. And then Jessica's like, well, hang on a minute, Horace. You're not that big of a player. She like she could have easily been making that up just mm. so she would have her own alibi and using you to like, her advantage. And then Horace like, is like, oh. don't ruin it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, you should probably, you know, go back to your room, stay, you know, stay like you go down. He's like, 
Can I not go get a drink? And she's like, no, stop it. Just stop. like, be normal. Take it seriously for once. Oh, yeah. She literally says that. She's like, will you take this murder seriously? Like, like you're dicking di- about. A man has died, Horace. <laughs> stop dicking around. Um, is there anything else? Oh, uh, yeah, so then he's like, so yeah, you wait. She's like, you wait for me. I'm going to go to Brooklyn. He's like, Brooklyn? She's like, yeah, Brooklyn. And then we cut to Brooklyn. And it's down and dirty, and it's... Mm, it looks like Mean Streets or something. Mm, it looks like... Well, you said it was like Goodfellas. All the Sopranos. Um, there's dudes putting stuff on vans. It was 70s New York. And it like. there's stuff going on trucks and being taken off trucks and then taken from... There's stuff falling off the back of trucks mm. is what oh, it is. Oh, oh. <laughs> And uh, as soon as the taxi pulls up and lets Jess out, it races off. And uh, she walks over to, like, this... Yeah, to trucks. <laughs> Some trucks. And she's like... Are you Lepin- Mr. Lipinski? Yeah. Like and Vietnam Fred vet. Lipinski? And he's like, yeah, that's me. That's me. I'm that's a Vietnam great. vet. He's like, she's like, oh, I'm Jamie Fletcher. He's like, oh, I've read your books. They're light but fun. <laughs> Which is a nice, re- yeah. nice review. That yeah. is a good review. And she's it? like, I never pretend to be any Dostoevsky. Mm. And we were like, ooh. Big names. Yeah, big names. She's read the books. <laughs> I mean, we're not that surprised. She's well read. No, and she, they just keep having this to and fro. And she's like, oh... Like, you didn't meet him when you were in... She's, she's talking... Sorry, she's talking about um, Mr. Post. And she's like, mm. you knew him, didn't you? He's like, no. It's like, oh, did you not meet him when you were both in Vietnam? And he's like, it triggers him. He's triggered. He and, he's tri- and he just goes, shut up! <laughs> and she's like, oh, sorry. He's like, leave me alone! And he just wanders off into like... You don't know nothing about Vietnam! Yeah. <laughs> and he like wanders off into the factory he works in. And then someone else walks past. And His boss, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, so only like an old guy who probably like owns the factory or something, and she's like, "Oh, I'm just looking. I was just speaking to Lipinski." And he's like, "I know, great guy. Don't know what he's doing here. He's a smart cookie." She's like, "Nice guy." Yeah, and she suddenly realizes like, "Oh, she can get it out of this guy." So she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, he's he's writing that book, isn't he?" And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, he is. You know, he writes the book. Oh yeah." She's like, "Yeah, it's about Vietnam," and he goes, "Yeah, that's the only book I know he's writing. Could be writing another one though." Who knows? And uh, she's like, oh, great. So she goes... To, you do she, Officer Dibble for uh, that guy. Officer Dibble. Which is and, uh, nice. <laughs> and uh, she, she goes, where can I get a taxi on here? He goes, <laughs> the taxis don't pick up here, if you know what I mean. You need to go to the phone box. <laughs> TC. With my picnic uh, basket. <laughs> and, uh, so she's in the phone box and she gets her glasses out so she can read the phone book to order a taxi. But she doesn't grab her glasses... She grabs the glasses that have been in there for ages, and Debbie's she's like, glasses. "Who are these? We don't know for definite, but we're me and you are certain they're Debbie's glasses." They look Debbie the autograph lady's glasses. Yeah, they look just like Debbie's glasses. And she's phoning. Um, she phones at const. Uh, sorry, she phones um, Comstock. Comstock. Yeah, to tell that information, and he still won't do anything about it. He's just like, "Oh, you know, like, uh, he's just moaning basically." Um. So then Jess gets a taxi and she goes. To speak to Mr. Wilmslow, who's doing a book signing of his book. I, I forgot his name. The one about the Greek boys mincing about. Mr. Wilmslow. <laughs> not um, our words. Yeah, not our words. Not our words. The words of Mercy wrote. True. And, uh, and Mr. Post's words. Yeah. And um, and he comes up and she's like, "Oh, pleasure to meet you." And he's like, "She's Jess is like, we met the other day at the cocktail party." He's like, "Oh." Oh yeah, and doesn't care because she's not interested in buying a uh, buying a signed copy of his book. Yeah, no, because um. Oh, sorry, he finally recognises her. Yeah. And says, oh, you write mystery novels. I've always wanted to give my hand at that. It's just I have more important work to do. More important (laughs) things to write. Because I'm Mr. Wilmslow. And you're crap. And I'm (laughs) fucking amazing. (laughs) uh, So, 
We're like he's so funny though because he is so like so bitchy. Just he's being like to he's it. got no filter. No, he doesn't. He doesn't at all. And he's just like Jess basically is trying to test Tiffany's alibi that we mentioned earlier about mm. she. Tiffany said after late at night she went for dinner with Wilmslow. Because and, uh, Mr. Post didn't turn up, yeah. so she went for dinner with Mr. Wilms. So, yeah. So, Jess is like, oh, I saw you at the 21 Club. And she, he's like, no, you didn't. Last night I was out for dinner. And she's like, oh, who I was at the like, Four Seasons yeah. with a reporter. It wasn't my boyfriend. It was a reporter. Shut up. The male guy that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, oh, so you weren't with Tiffany? And he's like, oh, is that what she said? No. I, I wouldn't be out for dinner with her, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's not my, not really my cup of tea, <laughs> is um, women. And, like, I thought this wasn't going to go very far, but it turns out we get a little bit more. So, Jess reveals that Wilmslow used to be Mr. Post's, uh, pr- like, private secretary. Mm. And he would, like, help him write. But then he wrote his own book and became really successful. Um, and she's like, he's like, do you know who it could be, though? Mrs. Post. And Jess's like, oh, but I already tried that. Like, they've been, you know, divorced for years. And, like, and then he does the lean in. He's, yeah, like, he's like, lean <laughs> in here, girl. Let me tell you some juicy stuff. <laughs> he's like... Oh, you don't know the truth. <clears throat> He's like, they've never been divorced. They're still together. So, like, that money is rightfully hers. So, if she was dead, you know, even Mr. Post died, he get, she gets all the money mm-hmm. and all the, all the rights to the books. Yeah. Um, and she's like, she goes, yeah, but he was with all those women. And he says, she drove him to that. She was crazy and jealous, which drove him away. Women, eh? Yeah. She was like, she, she was so jealous. She was jealous of when me and him went to Florence for that summer. And she's like, oh. He's like, nothing happened, I promise you. Nothing happened. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty gay yeah, trick. It's like, he's protesting quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think he protests a bit too much, I to be honest. Which, which must be part of the reason why, it's like, why did Mr. Post and Wilms have a fight then, ten years ago? Like, when he was his secretary? Maybe it was a uh, talented Mr. Ripley situation. Mm. Mm. I do love that film. Sorry, I haven't thought about that film in a while. Yeah, Young Jude Law. We should watch that. Or read the book. Or oh, young Matt Damon. Never read the book. Or oh, young, um, oh, what's her name? There's young everyone in that, let's yeah, face it. because it's a while ago. Anyway, that's how time <laughs> works. We worked that out. That's good. Let's get back on track. Emma Style Goals. Young Jude Law in, in that film. Style Goals, mate. He does look good. Oh, yeah. In Milan, no? So, uh, with all this new information, Jess is like, what's she going to do with it? That's basically where we ended. So, what is she going to do with that information? So much information has been blown onto our brains so we're gonna have to now say we think the murder is yeah we have to lock in this is the part of lock in lock in oh man it's difficult isn't it i'm like i honestly i'm gonna put it out there straight away yeah go for it tiffany oh tiffany's been making up weird uh things that make no sense Mm-hmm. Uh, like alibis. Like she's a proven liar. Yeah. Yeah, proven liar straight off the bat. So yeah. she's she's obviously been a little bit suspicious. Yeah. Um, Tiffany is not been on camera that often. Yeah. Another reason why it could be her because that means we could have hopefully forgotten about her and it will be a shock at the end. Yeah. When we find out it's her, I'm just using my media A levels. Okay. Smart. Okay. Um, that or or um, it's a heck of a stretch. But I think it's Debbie, the autograph mm. girl. Yeah. I think she, basically, because he's, uh, Mr. Post, sorry, Mr. Post is flirting with lots of girls. Yeah. Anyone. Anyone young, anyone there, he'll flirt with them and try and get with them. Yeah. I think there may have been a situation where Debbie was asking for everybody's autograph. She could have yeah. very easily asked for Mr. Post's autograph as well. 
And then he was like, come up to my room, I'll show you my Vietnam book. And then she yeah. was like, okay. And then things got a little bit crazy. Mr. Post did some stuff he probably should never actually ever do. And then she straight up murdered him. And she's just kind of gone into the mist because she's like, you know what? Everyone else here is way more high profile than me. Yeah. Everyone else here has way bigger reasons to do this murder than me. Mm-hmm. And I think this could be, you know, the typical murder she wrote thing where they go, oh, remember that person from miles ago? Yeah, we gave you no reason for them murdering mm-hmm. them, but here's your reason now. Boom. I think Debbie was definitely in the room. I think, so, he, she's like, Oh, you're great, and he's just like as she was as we've been told. Any woman, any age, doesn't matter what they look like. Not that she's ugly or anything. No, but he loves she's, the chase. Um, she's plain. She's plain Jane. She's plain. Um, That's all. So I think he tries to like go. Ooh, and he's like, "I'll seduce you." Invites her up to the room. This is to Debbie. Yeah, to Debbie. Invites her up to the room, and he starts like you know seducing her. He probably does talking about his book or his you know whatever his big belly. Uh, talking about his push-ups his yeah. 20 push-ups and like then when she she just kind of want he's like oh I will read your novel and she's like oh yeah someone will finally give me some feedback which is all she wants bless her yeah and then I think he's she suddenly realises oh he just wants to like you know seduce me so she like gets out of the room as fast as she can but mm-hmm. unfortunately that like means like losing her glasses right then I think from that someone like makes it look someone saw that kind of happening Kills him, makes it look like whoever that woman was. He, like, like it's it's gone the entire you know night. What? So they're trying to make it look like that Debbie stayed the night. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like, um, and that like the lipstick marks and stuff on the bed aren't real. But who's they? Well, maybe that is real. I don't know. It's tough. That's what I'm saying. It's tough. Oh, man, um, you've had all this time to think. So have real. you. Yeah, and I gave a really good reason. Yeah, no, I can give an answer, but I just want it to be right. <laughs> um, I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> I could be right. Um, I'm saying not Wilmslow. Not Wilmslow. Not Horace. Not Horace. I'm saying... Uh, not Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Bank. No, what's her name? Mrs. Post. I'm saying it will be... Oh, not oh. Tiffany? Either Tiffany or Lucinda. Tiffany or Lucinda. Yeah, I haven't get, put much thought to Lucinda. I think, like, why is there a book in that room? How did it get in there? It's not there at that point. Mm. Um, he does find her attractive. He does, yeah. We noticed that. Uh, so, like, maybe she sees... She was, she just doesn't like it for some reason anyway. He, she sees, you know, he's about to leave. That She sees uh, Debbie leave, and she's like, oh, I can pretend, you know, come in. Mm. Sign his book is like a, a way to get into the room when she's in the room, kill him. Yeah. Maybe, um, mm. maybe Mr. Post was with Lucinda. Yeah. And they've actually been together in a relationship on the secret. And then mm. when uh, Mr. Post saw her flirting with Horace, it, yeah, it sent him over the edge and he attacked Horace because that is way oh, too yeah. out, of, out of, you know, character. Yeah. And so, she's just lying because it can't, Horace can't have been with her. Like, I feel like that's unreasonable. So I think she's lying about the Horace thing. To yeah. Get herself out of it. Yeah. Oh, man, it's a, it's a web. This one's a I'm big saying it's one. Lucinda. This one's Lucinda a complicated one. You say, you're saying Lucinda? Okay, Lucinda well, Lord. I'm saying uh, Debbie. Cool. I want to find out now. I'm into it. Do you want to just stop the podcast? I mean, no, well, we'll pause it. We could, we could, we could pause it we while could we just watch walk the away. <laughs> we, yeah, that's, that's just, we, we're done. We're done. Um, 
But no, it's a, it's a good episode this this one this time, isn't it? Because mm. it's, everybody's like this. I hope so. I hope this bit isn't gonna like ruin it. Been oh. good up until now, though. Honestly, if this is like a letdown, I'll be quite furious. <laughs> We know the secrets, we know the lay of the land, we know what's happened. You've hurt yourself. Yeah. What have you done? Nothing. Don't worry about me. You cut your finger, you div. I know. I picked a cut. <sighs> you I'm do. gross. That's <laughs> gross. Um, but we know what's going on. That's all that matters. Forget exactly. your injuries. I am. Just forget about <laughs> it. Uh, Debbie, uh, the nutter who loves autographs. She accosts Jessica yet again in yes, the uh, in the uh, hotel lobby. Mm. She's asking about, oh, did you like my book? Did you like my book? And then Jessica's like, it's been a day. Yeah. Leave it out, Debbie. Chill. Yeah. And as we as we noted earlier, she's wearing different glasses. Different glasses now. She's not got those thick plastic, you know, white frames that no, we've no. seen all episode. These are pretty trendy metallic gold ones. Yeah, but they're still huge though, that is the only problem. <laughs> Massive. She loves them big though. Mm, those huge glasses we were talking about earlier. She's a millennial. Um and then Jess doesn't really notice anything like that though. No. Like not, like not like us. Not like us. Not like us uh spivs? Spoofs? Spooks? None of those words. Spies? Detectives. Know. That's what I'm looking for. Jess goes off to Tiffany's room, though. She's like, what's going on in here? And Tiffany's <laughs> that's, like... That's what she says? Pretty much. And Tiffany's like, whoa, whoa, you're aggressive. And then Jessica's like, you got my umbrella? <laughs> and, J- and Tiff's like, well, d- no, I have my umbrella because it's my house. And she goes and looks for her umbrella. You, could, you should do a one-man show where you just reenact when she wrote episodes on your <laughs> It's beautiful. Don't think I should. Uh, and then she's all like, this isn't my umbrella. Jessica's like, yeah. And you didn't go out on a date with Wilmslow. And she was like, because you're a woman. <laughs> she's like, shit, you got me. Uh, so Tiff explains, look, I lied about the date with Wilmslow because my key was in that room. It looks pretty bad. It makes mm. me look like a murderer. So yeah, you know what? I did make up an alibi, but it's just to give myself a little bit of insurance. Can you blame me? And then Jessica's all like, well, what really happened then? And she was like, well, I went to my room. I took sleeping pills. I went to bed. It gets lonely here in the fast lane. At the top, it's lonely at the top. And Jessica is so <laughs> disgusted that with this humble brag that she yeah. just walks out the room in complete silence. She's like, <sighs> sad music comes on and Jessica's like, just kind of floats out yeah, of the room. Like so. It's the weirdest thing ever. Just without a single word. Anyway, but um, Comstock is, you know, he's on the case. And you know what? He's getting closer. Mm. He's actually getting somewhere. He goes to Lipinski's house and goes with a search warrant and everything. And basically he's like, I'm going to get you. I'm, I'm coming in. i got a search warrant. And, you know, Lipinski freaks out. Just like that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much just like that. And Lipinski's like, Whoa! so he slams the door in the face and goes to run off. And he goes down the fire escape, you know, like, you oh, know, cool. fire escapes with the stairs and stuff. And he runs down and he goes... And then uh, Lieutenant, what's his chops? Lieutenant Myers? Mm. He's like, Indeed. Oh, he's on the run. He's going down the alleys. Be careful. He might be armed. And then he goes down the stairs. And then Comstock looks out afterwards and goes, Careful, Myers. He might be armed. 
basically, the worst. Basically, Comstock doesn't know what he's doing, so he just kind of parrots other people. It's like, yeah. you know, when you've been at work for like a week, yeah. and you're like, better just copy everyone else. Exactly. Like, and just hope for the best. That's what he's like. Anyway, he gets caught in an alley. They go, freeze, and there's all sorts of other cops. There's honestly like 20 policemen here. It's nuts. Mm. And they're like, drop the briefcase. And he drops the briefcase. What's in it? It's that Vietnam book. The definitive novel on Vietnam. The definitive novel on Vietnam. And he confesses to the police. He's like, yeah, I did it. I did the murder. I did it with an umbrella made of swords. And I'm not even sorry about it. Yeah, I'd have done it again I a thousand sorry. times. I ain't sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's what happens. Just like that. Mm-hmm. And basically, Jessica is sat in the car with Horace the next day. And Horace is like, well... Who'd have thunk it? Mm. He did it. He did the murder. And Jessica was like, mm, I don't know. You know, it's a little bit fishy. Everyone's got an alibi that they needed to make up. They're all <laughs> really rubbish. You know, I think someone could have done this. And then Horace is like, oh yeah, him. He admitted to it. Don't yeah. be stupid. Uh, anyway, basically Jessica's like, oh, I found these glasses again for the third time this episode. Yeah, she's like, oh. These oh, hang on a sec. I probably should have given these into Comstock. These aren't my glasses. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know what? You withheld vital uh, information. Exactly. Probably shouldn't do that. Anyway, she has a moment of wonder and ditches Horace. Yeah, because she puts glasses... Um, Horace puts the glasses on, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he puts them <laughs> on. And he's like, these aren't very macho. Look I don't me. think <laughs> these belong to a man. And Jessica's like... Shit, they don't belong to a man. And so it must like, be a woe man. And it's like... Well, duh, Jess. Come on. I know, it was pretty dumb. Like, get it together, love. Uh, so she runs off and has her moment of wonder, and she goes to see an optometrist. Is that yeah. Right? Yeah, goes to see an optometrist, and he's like... We call them an optician. We do, we just call them opticians, because you know, it's easier. And he's like, what do you think of these glasses? And he's like, well, these are very specific glasses, Jessica, and they don't fit your eyes at all. One of the eyes is worse than the other eye. This eye does something to do with a yeah, thing. Myopia. I, I don't know what that is. Myopia. I didn't write it down. Um, and she's like, don't worry, I'll just change these out for you and give you some proper glasses. Because, Jessica, these are not your glasses. <laughs> and uh, basically, she's like, oh, no, no, no. Actually, can you just like mount these onto a different pair of frames? <laughs> And he gives her a look. That must be against the like optometrist code, I think. It must be, yeah. Because she, he gives her a look that is so mean and dark. Mm. He's like, "You what? You what, Jess? You what? You what? Like, you what? Just like that." Yeah. Uh, but they cut away before he can say anything. But I'm sure he just unleashed hell on her. Yeah. Anyway, we cut away from that, and it's Jessica. At dinner with Debbie. Oh, that's nice. They're having a little breakfast, I think. And uh, basically, they're reading over the short story that Debbie has not shut up about. Oh. And uh, basically. It's enjoyable. I mean, yeah, it's enjoyable, but it's also like, Debbie, come on, though. Like, shut up about this book. It can't be that good. Uh, basically, Jessica's like looking through it all and she's like, I can't read these little bits on the back. Can I borrow your glasses? <laughs> And Debbie's like, well, yeah, sure, but they're my glasses, so they're not going to help, but whatever. Gives her the glasses. Jessica goes, oh, I dropped them. And, like, <laughs> does the most uncool no, mix. she's a brilliant actress. They don't switch very well, but she switches out the glasses for an identical pair of glasses, <laughs> puts them on and goes, oh, I can't read this at all. You know what, Debbie? Uh, why don't you just read it for me instead? 
and she gives it over to Debbie and then Debbie like reads it perfectly because the switched out glasses what? are the exact same glasses that she was wearing on the night uh. of the murder dun dun so yeah she's uh, she's pretty much on it and she goes uh, basically she's like oh this book is beautiful it's all about your brother going off to war and how sad it was for you but your brother's name wasn't Joe Joe it was actually Frank <gasps> Frank Lapinski. <laughs> and then she's like, oh shit, you got me, I'm rumbled. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, basically, um, we find out it's definitely Lipinski. And then she's like, it's the only family I've got. After our parents died, I'd do anything for him. Anything. And then Jesse's like, I found your glasses. And they're the glasses you're wearing right now. Ah, I got you. Yeah, I've done you. i got you done. Uh, basically, uh, yeah, so... Basically, he lied to protect his sister mm. from the murder. So he was like, look, I'm a Vietnam vet. I could definitely do better in prison than S.H.I.E.L.D. did. Yeah, I think I think so. So Debbie goes, look, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. She's pretty hysterical. I'm pretty calm about it. But yeah. she's like, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to kill him. Look, I was meeting up with people. I was talking to everybody at that party. I ended up talking to him. I knew about the history that he had with Lipinski and all that stuff. My plan was to go up to his room, swipe that book, which apparently is written word for word the same as Lipinski's book. Mm -hmm. So she was going to swipe that book and just run out. That was the whole plan. But, as I said, Sam over here said, um, he got a little bit handsy. Very handsy, actually. Very as handsy. We saw if you him, watch it, it's very handsy. It was, yeah, it's pretty aggressive. Um, it's full-on sexual assault. Yeah. No, it is. It's not, yeah, it's not dance around it, I guess. Uh, that's, that's what happened. Uh, basically, she panics. She's trying to grab for anything to get him off. And so she grabs an umbrella that's nearby. Remember, everybody got their umbrella mm-hmm. switched around. She had no idea that this umbrella turned into a sword at mm-hmm. will, like a transformer. And just straight through his body. As he was trying to, like, get on top of her. Pretty much. And he was, he just, he's dead then. He's gone and been dead. So, you know what? It's sad, but I'm right. (laughs) It's probably the most hollow victory I've had so far. But I got one. (laughs) One point to Sam. Uh, So, yeah, that's where it all... I mean, that's a good ending, to be honest. That's a pretty good one. I, I think that's a clever one. It had the twist. It had yeah. the crooks. It had the, the, you know, the glasses. You know, it had all the bits and pieces it needed to have. Adam McGuffin. Yeah. It, had, you know, it was good. I enjoyed it. It had lots of people who it could have been. That wasn't obvious. It wasn't a closed case. And it also wasn't somebody who just made no sense no, to the story. Didn't. Like, we, if we watched that through again, I feel like we both would have got it instead of just mm. me being a genius. <laughs> no like yeah no I think like yeah morally again it's when she wrote throwing morals at us yeah, they, you know, yeah we were like oh this guy's died but it's like oh he's only dead because of his own actions really exactly exactly he was um, he wasn't just a predator he, he was, was a predator and he was like, a thief of work yeah intellectual property yeah he's just a bad guy all around yeah exactly all the bad guys always die in this yeah that's that seems good good I guess yeah I suppose Anyway, we get we of course we have the after scene to try and lighten the mood a bit because yeah. God, did we need it? Yeah, we needed it, but like, 
Oh, sorry. Uh, this by... should have ended there, I think. <laughs> it, like, how could you go just go from something so serious to this? Well, th- also, we should probably just say dead quick that she's probably going to get away with it because it counts as self-defence. Mm. Fair dues. And Jess says she'll get away with it. Not get away with it because it's not her fault, really. It's his fault. Yeah. But just like, don't worry, it'll be fine. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to admit to it. She's pretty confident. Although Jessica has a very loose grasp of the law to begin with, to mm. be honest. <laughs> when she messes around with crime scenes and goes, it's fine. Um, but yeah, after all this, uh, Jessica and... Oh, what's his name again? Horace? Horace, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jessica and Horace come out of the um, award ceremony. That That's the reason they're there, <laughs> you know? We forgot about that. And they come out of the actual award ceremony, and they both won. They, they both won, won, Johnny. They won the awards. Oh, they got it. There was rounds of applause, and they're busting out. And then Jessica's like, "Woo! I got my award. I'm gonna put it on my shelf." And then Horace is like, "It's made of brass and wood. I can't even sell it." It looks like the awards you get at like primary school. They're like, not great. Reading a book or something. It's really <laughs> awful. You tried. Like Tiffany went to the bloody trophy shop and just spent. What can I get for a fiver? Mm. Like, can I get at least thirty awards for a fiver? Yeah. They're not amazing, but they're nice. I think they're all right. I mean, oh, the reputation's good, though. Yeah. So Jessica's like, I'm going to keep mine. And he's like, I can't even sell mine. It's terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, after that, he's immediately like, let's get a drink. Like he has been yeah. through the entire episode. He's constantly asking for a drink. And Jessica finally flips and goes into full mum mode. And he's like, you know what? You know what, Horace? Maybe you shouldn't drink so much. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's like a race car without gasoline. <laughs> uh, and then he goes to buy some cigarettes from a little shop. And gets out his uh, lighter, which is also the shape of a gun. Yeah, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, and the woman behind the counter freaks out and presses the alarm. And Jessica says, maybe while you're at it, you should quit smoking. Pretty good. Pretty good. But, like, yeah, again, this woman is terrified. Like, she thinks she's going to die. No, yeah, this woman, <laughs> honestly, the fear in her eyes. It was the sh- it's the same as some of the acting in Schindler's List. Like, oh. they are terrified. Like, this woman the is... The alarm so- is going off. It's terrible. And Jess just like, what's he like? Honestly, I think Horace isn't a good friend. No. No. Out no. of all the friends we've he's had... he's a div. <laughs> yeah, out of all the friends we've had in this show, Horace, not a good friend. He's like a lovable drunk rogue kind of character, but he's just weird. Yeah, he's useless in an actual situation. <laughs> like, he almost got himself arrested for murder. He, he just him... doesn't care. Yeah, he honestly does not care about what's going on in life. Like, he ran off and became a fugitive by accident. Yeah. He could write a good book about that. Oh, so good. Uh, but yeah, good, good, good episode. You know what? It was up there for me. It was one of my faves mm. uh, so far. I haven't been able to say that about the last few, because... Not going to lie, they haven't been amazing. This one has a proper ending, it has a proper killer, it has a good reason for the killing, Mm. and you know what we've got for the first time in a long time? Remorse. Yeah. We never, like, we haven't got killer's remorse in a while, and we like those ones, don't we? Where the killer is relatable. And we go, you know what? I would have done the same thing. I would have done that. And Jessica goes, it'll be fine. Yeah. You didn't do all wrong. Yeah. Because Jessica goes, I would have done it too. Because I'm a killer at heart. No, because he was a bad man. Because he was a bad man. Yeah, no, he was awful. obviously he was awful. Uh, but you know what? I I, I enjoyed that um, episode in general. 
I, we've watched quite a few episodes now. We're on number... Uh, which episode is this? 17. No, 18, sorry. Because we're not counting the pilot. Because we watched, yeah. Yeah, we watched an episode 8. So we've been through quite a few. We haven't got to the end of season 1 yet. But we will eventually. A standout episode for me is It's a Dog's Life. All right. What happened in that? Oh my god! I completely forgot. Where the forgot. dog kills someone. I completely forgot about it's a dog's life. That was so good. Honestly, go back to what episode would that be? That would be episode, episode four. Four. Honestly, episode four is a killer. If you haven't listened to that one yet, oh my god, what a what a mystery. Well, actually, we've got a you've got a good throw of four, five, six, because well, was that our golden age? Yeah, you've got it's a dog's <laughs> life with a dog's killer. You've got love and other killers. With um, oh, what's his name? With uh, the young young guy who fancies uh Jessica. Oh yeah, that really creepy guy. Yeah, the young guy, huge fan. And then um, <laughs> episode six is hit run and homicide with the driverless de- demon car. Oh my god, yeah, the demon car. Yeah. We've really taken a step back from the surreal yeah. lately, haven't we? And I can't wait for us to get back into that really weird realm of and then, uh, Jessica Fletcher. Obviously, you've got a great premise, um, Death Cast a Spell, which is the hypnotist one. That's a great premise. Mm. Just executed a bit iffy, but it's still good. Episode 10, Capital Offense, yeah. is voted up there as one of the top episodes on a list that I read once. Really? Not my words, somebody that? else's. Oh, is that when she decided she was going to yeah, be a governor? Yeah, something? when she's congresswoman for like the whole of Maine. <laughs> For a while. Oh, to be honest, that was quite fun. I had a good time. Um, Murder to a Jazz Beat's got to be my favourite, though. If we were going to choose one yeah. that really stood out to me, it's Murder yeah. to a Jazz Beat. Just because, oh, I don't know, I really liked all the twists and turns. I liked all the stuff with the chewing gum and the cigarettes mm. and the cups of coffee. To anybody who hasn't listened to that one yet, that's going to make no sense. So go yeah. back and have a and listen. And all the music that. in the episode. Yeah, 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 all the music in the episode is really good. Well, it's all jazz. Mm. It's all jazz, baby. Episode 13, My Johnny Lies Over the Ocean. So my namesake, I do love this, because Leslie Nielsen's in the episode. Oh, yeah, you know, he really brought it all together. It was good. On a boat as well. Mm. Boat episodes, gotta love it. <laughs> um, Paint Me a Murderer, also really good. Well, that one was just confusing. The, <laughs> the artist, the special That was artist. really confusing. With episode. the shit artworks, which we, um, our friend Bryn watched, uh, who plays along at home, um, watched it as well, and he was like, that was some shit artwork. That was really bad art. <laughs> he was like, you guys were right. When I saw the pictures, you were right. Yeah, Bryn, Bryn's our sounding board. Uh, <laughs> so if we ever bring him up, just understand that he's a dude who plays along at home. And you know what? He has more of a connection to this podcast than anyone ever will. <laughs> You're a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. But I'm sure other people like this as well. Mm. Like the people from Candlewood Bakery. And while, while I bring up Candlewood Bakery, I just want to let people know. You can get 10% off, you know, at Candlewood Bakery. Did you say Candlewood Bakery? Yeah, one of Dublin's best bakeries. One of Dublin's premier bakeries. It is. It's an amazing bakery. and it's I'd a- say number one. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a funny little pun on Murder, She Wrote address from J.B. Fletcher's address. And it's a fantastic place to get cakes. If you need a cake and you're in Dublin, Candlewood Bakery. It's 10% off at checkout with offer code MURDER. Oh, but also you have to actually answer a bit of trivia, so I'm just letting you know that now. <laughs> uh, but if you're in Dublin and you need cakes, they're the, they're the guys to go to. So, thanks, Candlewood Bakery. I th- I'm so happy. 
we've got sponsored by Ireland's premier bakery, Candlewood Bakery. We, we have been sponsored to the max by them, and it just feels good. It feels like we're on the right track, John. It feels like we're going in the mm. right direction, and it's just so good to be with a company like Candlewood Bakery. Exactly. Okay. Whenever I'm going in the right direction, which is to Dublin, to Candlewood Bakery. <laughs> Yeah. That's where I'm always going. It just feels right. It feels right to be with a company that has such good ethics. Ethics, form. morals, baked goods, pies, oh, donuts. It's yes. Just, it's just good times. It's good. To, and let's keep them rolling, John. Donut. Ask me how much I love Canwood Bakery. <laughs> I mean, it's not useful to anyone outside of Dublin. But if you're in Dublin, get on it. Make the trip. Make yeah. Make, make the trip. Make the goddamn pilgrimage. Indeed, yes. Yes. We'll do that one day. We will. I want to do a podcast from there. From Canwood Bakery. I, I'm pretty sure I've said it every episode. But Ireland's home at Premier Baked Goods. I've lost a lot of steam from that. <laughs> Imagine if we had to do a real read, like a press release. We'd lose so much steam just from being official. <laughs> I would love to be a voiceover artist. You would, yeah. You've, right, you've said this a lot. Yeah. I mean, you've got range. You've got stuff. Oh, you've, thanks, got, babe. you've got clout. Clout. Exactly. Um, but you know what? I've had a good time, John. And it's going to be a shame doing this from di- separate rooms. Because that's what's going to be like from now on. So you know yeah. what? If the quality's a little bit iffy, and it's mm. a bit weird, and it sounds like one of us is incredibly loud and one of us is really quiet, you know mm. what? That's probably why. I shouldn't have got this restraining order. It's no. really made this difficult to record. It started as a joke. Now we're here. And now you've put this restraining order on me to the point where we can't do a podcast anymore. <laughs> now nah, we're going to keep doing the podcast and restraining order doesn't exist. I'm just going to Birmingham for work and you're staying here for work. Mm. And that's all. And if you want to get in touch with us... <laughs> for more compliments. Which you definitely don't. <laughs> it's murderweguess at gmail.com or you can tweet us. At Murder We Guess. And you know what? One day we'll make a Facebook where we can be bothered and we want to link it to our actual faces and names. Cause and our books. Yeah, because we get a little bit still. Because we're both poets and authors. It'd be good See, if we were. That. That's what this episode was about. It'd be good if we were, but we're not. We're not clever enough. <laughs> we're not clever enough, John. You're clever enough. You could do it. Cheers, mate. Anyway, join us again next week. We're going to do a bit more uh, discovering murders. We're going to do a bit more helping out Jess. Because she, you know what? She's great at everything, but she needs the help. She couldn't even work out that those glasses belong to her. I know, we were saying from the, right from the beginning. We were like, that's, that's you got thing. glasses in your bag, love. Yeah, we were like, that. well, that's obviously Thingy's glasses. What was her name? Debbie. Debbie, that's obviously Debbie. <laughs> Literally, but. as soon as you solve a case, you're on to the next one. Pretty much. I'm, uh, Forget I'm, everything instantly. I've <laughs> got a fast mind, Johnny. I'm like a motorway. But it's lonely in a fast mind. Is that what she said? I can't it's remember. It's lonely, <laughs> lonely in the fast lane. Ah. Uh.